0: As you know, this day next week is Halloween, the 31st of October, the beginning of Nature Nights, but also a lot of celebration around the country, a lot of fireworks and bangers, etc., which is very scary for animals. So with that in mind, it's time to speak with Terry Flanagan. And Terry, this week, it's all about looking ahead to the 31st of October, Halloween and the beginning of Nature Nights. More about that later. But first, Halloween and the threats posed to pets. Exactly. This may be the
1: season of mists and mellow fruitfulness Mm -hmm. for us humans. But as we approach Halloween, it's a different story for our wildlife and our pets, with fireworks and bonfires becoming the norm. So to understand what effect this is having on animals... And how we can help them, I met up with vet Andrew Byrne. Andrew
0: Byrne, he was only on the programme last week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's on again tonight. Wonderful, he's fantastic.
2: This is a busy time of year for certainly coming up to Halloween. And Halloween seems to come earlier and earlier every year, unfortunately, with the fireworks. It wouldn't be so bad if it was all just on the Halloween weekend. But from probably about the end of September, we have people calling us who are concerned about their pets and how they react to the sound of bangers and fireworks, and not just at night time, but even in in the afternoon. So it's a difficult time for people who have pets who have a firework or noise phobia.
1: What affects the animals the most? Is it the noise, or is it the
2: flashing lights, or is it both? It's really the noise. It's so sudden, it, it takes them by surprise. And they're not able to anticipate it. Like We know it's Halloween in a few weeks' time. They don't have a calendar. So all of a sudden it comes upon them and it's so sudden it just really sparks that fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Um, So they get a loud noise and reflexly, some dogs will just immediately cause a panic attack.
1: And of course dogs too, their sense of hearing is that more acute. I think they can hear up to something like 60,000 hertz, whereas humans we only hear up to 20,000.
2: No, that's very true and a much wider range of frequencies that they can hear and particularly at the high end of the frequencies. So... There's probably some of the screeching noises from fireworks that we don't actually hear, they do as well. So it's certainly, they're much more sensitive to sound and, and they, don't have, they don't have that understanding of what it is. They don't know that it's safe if they're indoors and they hear the noise outside. They don't understand that they're safe where they are. And I suppose they're a little bit like ourselves. There's quite an individual variation between animals' personalities. And some animals don't react at all. And some animals have a very, very severe reaction and Sometimes you can anticipate the ones that are going to react because some dogs, like some people, have a slightly nervous disposition or maybe suffer a little bit from anxiety, and, and they are very adversely affected by the fireworks. And certainly for a you know relatively small but sizable subset of animals, it causes very severe distress.
1: And of course, too, animals have a fantastic sense of smell. I'm thinking particularly of dogs. And with this sense of smell, are they going to pick up on the chemicals within the fireworks more than we do?
2: Well, they certainly do have a better sense of smell, and I think if they were near to the fireworks, they certainly would detect the smell much more than we would. It doesn't seem to be the main presenting problem. Certainly what we would be aware of is the noise is the main factor. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Are some species, like dogs or cats or guinea pigs, are some more susceptible than others?
2: I think certainly the dogs are more expressive. It might be wrong to say the cats are less affected, but I think cats maybe are a little bit more independent and tend to hide away during it. Um, But I think they both would would feel it. But we certainly would see it more in dogs, or it's more obvious in dogs.
1: Uh, And how can you tell, then, if your dog is in distress?
2: They show signs of restlessness and agitation They'll sometimes vocalise or cry, um, they'll often pace up and down or try and hide away and just n- they're not able to settle. Some of them will come to you for attention, some of them will run away from you. And I suppose as I say run away, it, it reminds me that it's very important to keep your pets indoors at this time of year, particularly towards the, the late afternoon. Because if they're having that type of panic reaction and they're outside, then they're prone to run away. And it quite often happens that pets run away and get lost around Halloween because of the fear of the noise. So for cats and dogs, absolutely try and keep them indoors. So at least they're in a safe environment if they do have a panic attack. And then you're there with them and you can help to calm them down.
1: Well, that may be fine for your pet, but what about a wild animal? I'm thinking particularly of a bird, say, in a tree. And it sees this flash or it hears this massive explosion of noise and it flies away. It can't see where it's going, number one, so it must be in real danger.
2: Yeah, it must be very distressing for wildlife, and as of we don't have good evidence on what the impact is. But when you look at the airports, for example, you'd allow noise necessarily to scare birds away from the runway. So we know that when there's a loud noise, birds and wildlife will run away from it. So certainly the distress that's caused to them must be significant, and particularly when it tends to be over a number of days and weeks. It's not just, let's say, the single weekend of, of the year. So I'm quite sure the wildlife are actually quite scared by it as well as pets.
1: Are small animals more affected than bigger ones?
2: doesn't seem to be it seems to affect all animals. We certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't notice that it's different between say small breeds and large breeds. They all seem to be equal and I think very much it does come down to the personality of the pet um you know some pets are naturally a little bit laid back like some people are, and they tend to be less affected, so I think for sure some pets are predisposed to reacting adversely to it. What about medication? Do you medicate? We do. Most pets now don't need medication. Most pets if they're kept indoors and if you have a safe area for them and you're with them and calm them and maybe put on some background music, that's usually in many cases all you need to do. Some pets, if they do have a bad reaction, do need medication and there certainly are many pets who are medicated. That has changed over the years. I mean, for many years we would have used sedative drugs and these would actually leave the pet very sleepy. But nowadays it's recognized that that's not always the best thing to do we need to focus on relieving anxiety if you sedate a pet but don't relieve an anxiety you just keep them quiet they don't express the fear but they still feel it so the trend now is to use drugs that relieve anxiety and you can't completely stop the expression of their fear but one of the important things is that you don't allow it to sensitize them so that every year it gets worse and worse and Mm -hmm. worse so some of the anti-anxiety medications that we use also cause a certain degree of amnesia so they don't remember the event afterwards so you don't have a compounding and getting worse and worse as time goes on so the emphasis is to block the memory of it and relieve the anxiety but not necessarily having them sleeping but still Mm -hmm. hearing it
1: and what would you say about pet owners who would like to say give their dog or their cat a
2: sedative they need to be checked by the vet. Um, now, in some cases, you may have been to the vet recently and they may know their history and be able to prescribe for you. In other cases, they may need to, to look at your dog and listen to the heart and make sure they're happy that it's suitable for your dog. Also, to we match the medication to the individual dog and to how their reaction has been before to see what type of medication and how much they need. And what's, So it's a little bit individualized in terms of what you use for each individual pet. And also, too, with the anti-anxiety drugs, you need to use them before the event. So a lot of the medications we use now we would start a week or two weeks before the fireworks are anticipated uh, and then carry them on for a few days afterwards Mm -hmm. rather than just using a sedative on the big night.
1: And of course it's not just the fireworks because at this time of year we've bonfires and animals like hedgehogs, they're in trouble there.
2: Absolutely yes and I think the longer a bonfire is left in place then the more likely it is that animals are going to get into it like hedgehogs or or rabbits and I think Mm -hmm. that certainly is a big risk and Of course there's environmental issues here too as well, I know it's traditional to have bonfires but when you look at some of the materials that find their way into these bonfires, if people put in rubber tires or old mattresses and that, that's also releasing a lot of toxins into the environment and harmful for us as well as wildlife and pets. So what would your
1: recommendations be for the next week or so?
2: pets point of view i would say certainly keep your pets in for from mid-afternoon onwards so that they're not out and about Uh I'd also be a little bit careful about even walking out after dark because you're out on the road and they hear a firework they could pull suddenly out into the traffic so keeping indoors keeping them calm maybe finding a safe place for them at home Um if there's an area that they like to sleep in or, or if you have a crate that they're used to so they're putting a blanket over so they have an enclosed area and being with them maybe not leaving them there on their own so suppose ideally it was more difficult from us at a sort of wider social aspect. It would be nice if we could contain this a little bit more. It would be unreasonable to say we shouldn't ever have fireworks. But it would be very nice if we were able to control it a bit more so we had more and more public displays and less of the uncontrolled fireworks that drag on for weeks and weeks. If we had it all in one night and just got it over with, it would be easier for pets or maybe if alternatives to fireworks like you know laser shows and light shows would certainly be great. Um, that might be hard to achieve, but it would be nice to see a change in attitude maybe and a gradual move towards just controlling it a little bit so that we could minimise the impact on animals.
1: That's really what it's all about, isn't it? Minimising the impact on the animals. So I suppose in a nutshell, keep your animal in, keep your pet in that night, keep an eye on it, put on some
0: soft music and just be there for them.
2: That's it. It's just to keep them safe and keep them reassured.
0: Very good advice from Andrew. Thank you very much indeed for that, Andrew Byrne. Now, Terry, as I mentioned earlier, next Monday, apart from being Halloween night the 31st of October, it's the beginning of our Nature Nights week here on RTE Radio 1. And you've been busy for the last several months making a documentary about barn owls in Ireland. Yes, Barnells, what a wonderful bird. And I know it's a bird that a lot of people
1: haven't actually seen, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them will have heard it. That beautiful white bird as he goes through the woodlands. Now, I can tell you the first time I ever saw a Barnell, and it was in Blanchestown Village.
0: But of course, Terry, everybody in Ireland is familiar with the Barnell because it's the mascot for the Late Late Show. Ladies and gentlemen, to whom it concerns, it's The Late Late Show. And here is your host, Ryan Tubridy. Good man, Ryan. Anyway, I think, Terry, will have a listen to a clip of your barn owl documentary. In this clip, you're taken by a family who live in North County, Dublin. This was some time ago, to see some barn owls in the wild.
2: OK, guys, on the board.
1: On a late autumn evening, I met Brian and his son Mark, who then took me on a journey that I'll never forget. And you tell us we're going to see barn owls. Not one, not two, not three, but possibly four. four. Yeah, four barn owls. Okay, I've never seen this before. We're very close. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the tree. It's this tree
0: here? No, I'll keep going. There they are.
1: There. Where? Where? Oh, two. oh, I can see them. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, oh, now, they're facing they're away from us. They? Yeah, well, if we if we make a little noise, they'll... they'll no, no, they're just us. turning around now. hissing. I can hear the hissing. They're opening their mouths at us. Okay. Can we turn off the car engine then and maybe we'll... i are going to fly. I've never been as close to barn owls, certainly for as long as this. And look... Mm-hmm. The, the, the four. The four of them are there. Oh, look at... It's,
0: it's got a, got a, a, a mouse. Got a a it's a got a mouse. Got
1: a look at them now. A he's stretching up there. Oh, come in, Look, look, look. And look, he's feeding. He's feeding. He's actually after passing something over. You might get a photo of that, Brian. And just as he flew in, everything went silent.
0: So that wonderful documentary, Terry, about the Barnell, will be broadcast on Monday night next, 31st of October, from 10pm, right here on RT Radio 1, the beginning of our Nature Nights Week. More details can be found on our website, rte.ie forward slash mooney.